Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. If you're lost, if you're confused, if you're pissed off at your ex, if you're jealous, if you're feeling any kind of way hurt, whatever, you're only going to attract someone at the same vibrational frequency. You're not going to go find the woman of your dreams, the man of your dreams, when you're in a really vulnerable, low place. Anyone you attract to you in that space is just a recipe for disaster. So taking the time, really taking the time post-breakup to heal, to figure yourself out, to do your therapy, to do your energy work, to meet with your astrologer, like whatever your thing is, to pray, to meditate, to do yoga, that is so freaking essential from a healing perspective But the other piece of that that isn't so heavy is that it is a beautiful opportunity for you to get to know yourself. Who are you? Hi, I'm Rachel. And in this show, we talk about everything. Life and work, health and healing, relationships with others and with ourselves. These are stories for the seekers. These are conversations for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of RHP. I'm Rachel Hollis. Let's hang out. Let's talk. And... I'm already laughing about today's topic because (laughs) you guys have asked for this episode so much, so endlessly. We recently posted a question on the Start Today page. We were like, hey, for those of you who are, you know, building a business or working on your health or like working on your life, like what's an episode you'd really love to see Rachel do on the show? And overwhelmingly, the number one request was How do you date after divorce? It, I mean, so many people ask that question. And I am laughing because if you hang out with me and you know my story, 
you know that at 41 years old, I now have been with two men in my entire life. So y'all asking me for dating advice is pretty funny, but you asked. I like to think that if you and I were girlfriends and we were sitting at coffee and you were like, hey, I've gone through a big breakup. How did you date again? I would give you all my best advice and that is what I'm going to do today. But I really would love to just caveat times a thousand that there are people who have way more experience with this than your girl. So just please bear that in mind if I'm giving advice and some of you are like way cooler and you have dated more and you know that I'm an idiot, then, you know, you make a podcast episode too so people can hear that. But here's mine. This one too, I'm saying dating after divorce because that was the big question. It was very specific to post-divorce. But I'm going to say this applies if you've gone through any kind of big breakup in your life. We'll see where we can go from here. But please, please keep in mind a couple of things. If you do not know my backstory of my marriage and subsequent divorce and all that, let me just give you the highlight, like the important bits. I met my ex-husband when I was 18 years old. He was eight years older than me. We were married when I was 20, and we were together for 18 years. We were together for 18 years. That is bananas and true. So I feel like that's really relevant because if you are with someone for 18 years, you've you've really lived a lifetime with that person. It's especially noticeable if the 18 years you were together started when you were 18. Because it means in so many ways that I was still very much a child when I met him. At 18 years old, you do not know anything about anything. I know a lot of you have really similar stories that because of where you grew up or how you grew up or culturally, it was really normal for you to get married very young. What that would mean was that when I came out the other side of this marriage, after being together for 18 years... I had only ever been with one person. I had only ever gone on a date with one person. I had only ever seen one penis. I'd only had sex with one person. I had no experience, which is maybe why you guys are asking me this question, not because you think I'm some dating expert, but maybe because some of you find yourself in a similar situation. So that's the like preliminary, just know that going in. And now I'll talk about all the things that came after. Oh, girls, where do we even start here? Okay, so the year is 2020, and we all know what an absolute suck fest that was on multiple levels, but it also meant that going through a divorce in the middle of 2020 was very different than at other times. At other times, if you broke up with someone, if you were going through a divorce, you could break up and then move out uh, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of spring of 2020, that wasn't super easy to do. So the first brutally hard part of going through divorce was that we stayed in the same house with our kids, but we stayed in the same house together for six weeks after we broke up, which I'm sure there are circumstances where that would like be beautiful and awesome and cool, but it was so hard. It was so, so hard. And when I finally got my own place and I finally had the opportunity 
to move out. I have told you guys this story before, but I took literally the clothes. Like I took my clothes and I took a couple of family heirlooms. I left everything else. I didn't have furniture. I didn't have a mattress. I didn't blankets. I had nothing. One, because I didn't want to disrupt the house in any way for my kids. I, I really wanted when they went to their dads that it still felt like home. And two, I also had some sort of twisted like, I don't want to make this any harder on him than it needs to be, which is, don't worry, I've done therapy, I am doing therapy, it's fine. I move out to my own place and you have to understand that that was the first time really in my adult life that I got to live by myself. I had lived by myself for not even a year before I got married. And before that, I had had a roommate. So I had this really small window of time where I lived by myself in this tiny, crappy apartment in Burbank that was like down the street from a Paquito Moss. And in retrospect, that time was so sacred and so precious. And I freaking wish, I wish that, you know, 19-year-old me, 20-year-old me, no, I must have been 19. I must have been 19. I wish that 19-year-old me could have understood how freaking awesome that time period was. To be young, to be making my own money, living by myself in this crappy apartment. My only responsibilities were like, could I pay my bills? Going to Target on the weekend, like treating myself to a manicure. It 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 wasn't glamorous and fancy and thank God we didn't have social media then because I had nothing to look at and think that I needed to have any sort of different life. I didn't really go out. I didn't do a lot of things. I just worked, but like, oh my, just the the freedom to do whatever you want. Those of you who are single, I know what it is to like be single and long for a partner, but at the same time, there is something to be said for getting to be by yourself and figure out who you are which is where I found myself on the other side of divorce for the first time ever really relearning who I was. Because when you are in a relationship with someone very young, on both sides, not just if you're a woman, but on both sides, if you're in a relationship with someone very young, I don't feel like you always have a good opportunity to figure out who you are as an individual. You sort of just become the couple you are no longer an individual person. I actually think that's why it's a really good idea if you're going to get married to do it later in life because it gives you time to figure out who you actually are. And moving out and being by myself, that's what that time was. And I remember walking into the house for the very first time And I had seen a bunch of houses and I wasn't really sure where I was going to move. And I walked into this house and I remember just like in my soul thinking, I can heal here. Like just feeling like this is a place for me to heal, which I suppose is my first piece of advice to all of you. I know we don't always get to choose where we end up after a divorce, but if you do have the ability to choose, understand that the time after a big breakup or after a big divorce should only be about your healing, should only be about your healing. It was 
me taking care of my children and helping them to heal and process what was happening to our family and me healing. Those were my only items on the agenda. I understand that people navigate breakups in different ways. I understand that it is also totally normal for people to break up and immediately go find someone else to hook up with or find someone else to fall in love with or immediately get into the next thing. And I just can't imagine anything worse for you. I cannot because I suppose if you want to go have fun and that's what that time is about, it's like having fun and like light and breezy and like I'm just vibing or whatever, awesome. But I really would have concerns for anybody who leaves a relationship and goes immediately into a new one. Honestly, even if the relationship you left was like beautiful and good and it ended in a really healthy way, I still think you have things to process. And the reason it's not great to attract someone when you're in that vibration is because you're just going to attract someone who's at your vibrational level. If you're lost, if you're confused, if you're pissed off at your ex, if you're jealous, if you're feeling any kind of way hurt, whatever, you're only going to attract someone at the same vibrational frequency. You're not going to go find the woman of your dreams, the man of your dreams when you're in a really vulnerable, low place. Anyone you attract to you in that space is just a recipe for disaster. So taking the time, really taking the time post breakup to heal, to figure yourself out, to do your therapy, to do your energy work, to meet with your astrologer, like whatever your thing is, to pray, to meditate, to do yoga, that is so freaking essential from a healing perspective. But the other piece of that that isn't so heavy is that it is a beautiful opportunity for you to get to know yourself. Who are you? Who are you? I just told someone the story today that when I was recently divorced, living by myself, the kids were at their dad's, and I, this is so silly, but you move out, right? And then you have to get all new things. And that was its own learning for me because I absolutely was that stereotypical wife who let her husband handle all the finances, like he dealt with everything. That will bite you later, everybody. Don't do that. But I hadn't, I didn't have my own Netflix account. I didn't have my own anything. I had to like do everything from scratch. And when I was like going to get streaming services, I was like, oh, I can get any streaming service I want. Like I remember I signed up for like HBO Max and I was like, oh, look at me. Like we didn't have HBO Max at the last house, but I can get it at this one. It was so stupid, but it was almost like, like a kid who, you know, when you first get your driver's license and you realize you could drive anywhere or when you first move out and you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm a grown up now and I can do whatever I want. I can make my own rules. The freedom of that is just, is so incredible. And every freaking part of that situation was so hard, except the feeling of freedom that I had never experienced before. And I remember one night scrolling, like, I think it was Netflix or something, and a thing came up for The Witcher, which, like, had just come out. And if you haven't seen The Witcher, 
it's um, hot British guy, Superman guy, Henry Cavill, delicious. Okay, we can all just agree on that. So it's him playing this like warrior fighting guy, but it's like full fantasy. It's based on a video game and he's fighting like dragons and monsters and there's like magic and whatever. And I saw it and I was like, that looks so good. And I kept scrolling. And it took me like 30 seconds to realize I had just passed something that my brain thought looked interesting. And I was like, I love fantasy. I love fantasy. Like I've seen every Lord of the Rings. I was there the day they came out. I read fantasy fiction. I love those movies. I have always loved them since I was a little girl. But my ex-husband hated fantasy. And so very early on in our relationship, I was like, oh, let's, you know, Lord of the Rings is coming out, like two towers, like let's go see that, whatever. And he would be like, ugh, no. And he would always tease me, like anything with like a, if I can't pronounce the names of the creatures that are in it, I don't want to watch it. And it's not that big a deal, but anything he didn't like, I stopped liking because I was so young when we got together. It's really common that you just sort of, merge into who your partner is whatever partner is a stronger personality like you just sort of like become like them he didn't like this thing so I hadn't watched or read or done anything in so long because you just get used to like well he doesn't like that but we both like this so I'll just like do this thing he likes but in that moment I was like I like fantasy and I know it sounds silly but it really opened this whole awareness for me of like, oh my gosh, what are all the things I've stopped doing because my ex-husband didn't like these things? I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, 
No two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas? The food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. And it was silly things. It was things like the food that I ate or the spices that I use. I love dill. I love fresh dill. I love dried dill. It's like one of my favorite herbs. He hated dill. So like that year I like put dill on everything. Like I was so excited to just make choices for myself. I have to assume that he was maybe over at his house doing the same thing. I think it's really healthy to go through a breakup and then make sure, like, check in with yourself. Who am I and what do I like? It's like that scene in um, Runaway Bride where she doesn't know how she likes her eggs, you know? And at the end of the movie, she's sitting at the counter and she's, like, trying all the eggs because her whole life she just liked whatever kind of eggs her boyfriend liked. And for the first time ever, she's trying to figure out what she likes. Anyway, that is a really cool, fun, rad part post-breakup is like, what are you into? And you get to explore and you get to experiment. Nothing. I remember that year saying something, but I put up a wind chime at my house and I love the sound of wind chimes. I have them everywhere. And I had said something on social like, oh, my ex didn't like wind chimes and I love wind chimes and I'm just sitting here listening to these chimes and like people on the internet because people are jerks. And they were like, oh, like you're talking crap about your ex. And I'm like, no, I'm not talking crap about him. I'm telling the story of what it looks like to reclaim little things. They seem so small. They seem so insignificant. The little things that you give up or let go but that, to me, that's a more important question, y'all. Everyone wants to know about how to date after divorce. And I would counter to you that the more important question is, how are you going to date yourself after divorce to figure out who you are? Now, it took some time. It was about 10 months. And if you came to the last tour, then you heard me talk about this, that it had been nine months, 10 months, and we were in COVID. So I hadn't even, I hadn't even like, I didn't fist bumped another guy. I hadn't, sh sh you know, shook anyone's hand. I literally not had physical contact with a male body in 10 months. And I started, started to wonder 
what it would be like if someone touched my boobs again. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I am not going to lie. I was just like, oh my gosh, I've not made out with someone in 10 months. But I was starting to think about that for the first time in a very long time. And then straight up, that was terrifying to me. I had only ever been with one person. I had so many questions about how to navigate that. And I was super insecure about my body. Like I have all these stretch marks and my stomach's really saggy and all this stuff from like having babies. And before that was not a big deal because the person I had had the babies with like was who I was with. So he knew why those stretch marks were there. But wait, am I going to go into a new relationship with someone and I, I, I got to get naked and they're, they're going to see these things? And I mean, you guys know if you if you have carried a baby in your stomach, you know what that situation looks like. OK, and not only do you know what that situation looks like, but you know what that situation looks like during sex. I'm sorry I said it. I'm not sorry I said it. It's saggy in certain positions. It takes on a life of its own. How am I? I'm bringing this into it just was, you know, it's different. It's different. I, I didn't know how to handle any of it. At first, I wasn't really even thinking about dating. I just started to be like, huh, men, interesting, interesting. And okay, I'll tell you the story. Let's take a quick side note and I will just tell you exactly how I started dating again. I went on an app. All right. Now you'll recall at this point we're in 2021, but it's still like it's still pandemic vibes. We're still not just like interacting with strangers. We're still testing all the time. We're still wearing masks everywhere. So I didn't even know like how are you supposed to meet someone if you're worried about catching a virus and I think more than anything, I was craving adventure. I was craving, I just wanted something different. I was just raising my kids and working and I wasn't really interacting with a lot of people. So I just like wanted something new and I wanted to date, but I really didn't have any idea. I knew there were apps out there. I'd seen those, but I didn't know how you go on them and this is gonna sound douchey, whatever, it's fine. But like, I didn't want to go out there as someone who had a like public persona and I'm gonna go on like match. You know, I, I, I'm i gonna go on Hinge and be like, hi, I'm Rachel. I really didn't know how to navigate. So I was getting my hair done. These like beautiful girls in their 20s put these extensions in my hair. They have for years. And I was like, girls, how do, like how do people who have, you know, public persona, like how do those people date? Like I want to date, but I don't know how to date. Like, is there an app? And they were like, oh, Rachel, if you're dating, there is only one app you can go on. Raya. And I'm like, I've never heard of this in my life. What is Raya? Now, y'all, I know some of you heard it. I'm about to spill the tea. If you've never heard of it before, buckle up. Now, I can't speak to Raya today, but I can tell you that Raya 2021 was, I think it still is, a dating app for people who have high-profile jobs. And high-profile jobs in, like, people who are, there were a lot of, like, creative directors. I still don't know what those guys do. Lots of agents, lots of, like, people who have bigger jobs. But y'all, on Raya, no BS. 
No BS. That's the celebrity dating app. Athletes who are single, actors who are single, singers. I I have so many friends who are legit celebrities. They are on Raya. It is a real thing. But imagine your girl, Rachel, mother of four, hanging out outside of Austin, out in the country. And these girls have told me I need to get Raya. So I'm like, okay, great. I download the app. But here's the thing. There are steps. There is a process. There is a, you've got to jump over these 16 hurdles, give a blood sample and sacrifice a chicken to get inside of this. Not really, but almost. No, you download the app. And then the first step is someone inside the app has to jump you into the app. So someone inside the app who has already been approved has to tell the powers that be at Raya that you are legit, that you're not a liar or that I, you know what? I don't even know what that person's for. Cause I was going to say they have to tell people that you're not a creep, but I met so many creeps on that app. So I, that's clearly not the prerequisite. It lets you connect your contacts and then you can see in your contacts who you know. So I see someone that I know and I'm like, I send her a text. I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing, but I need you to tell Raya. I need you to go in your Raya and like approve me and tell them that I'm legit. So she does this for me. Thank you, Brittany. And I think, okay, I'm in. No, you're not in. That's not enough. Now you submit all of your details. Of course, this is douchebag galore. So it's like, your Instagram handle, you're this, you're that, like all these things, you submit this and then you are voted on by committee. And I have always imagined this as like a long table, people in flowy robes, ominous music in the background as they're like reviewing the profiles of people who are trying to get inside their app. So I submit my stuff and it says, this could take a while if you are accepted we will let you know. Basically, don't call us, we'll call you, and we might never call you. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market. Because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus 
auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I wait patiently. About a week goes by and I get a notification. You have been accepted into Raya. And y'all, the excitement that you don't even know. Not because I am about to start dating, but because I'm about to start looking. I don't know what I was expecting, but nothing could have prepared me for how fun the process of going through my daily reviews on Raya. How it works, I don't know how it works on other apps because I've never gone on another one, but how it works on that one is every single day they serve you 10 profiles, like 10 dudes, right? And then you, each profile is, you got to pick like, 10 photos that you think best represent your life and then a song and they set they turn that into like a montage of your life and then you write like a little bio or whatever so I get served my first 10 people and I'm so excited and I really want to focus on this so I literally put my phone down go through the whole I make dinner for my kids I get everyone to bed and then I go into my bedroom after everyone's asleep I curl up in my sweatpants. I open up my phone and I am ready to review. Let's go. So we get the first one. It's like this guy, whatever. And basically you, I think you like check or thumbs up or something, that person. And if they do that to you, then you are connected. And then you can talk to each other. You guys, the second person, the second person that I was served in this app, was Owen Wilson. Now, I didn't think that I was attracted to Owen Wilson. I had never thought of Lightning McQueen as someone that should be my boyfriend. But in that moment, you're in an app that you've been told celebrities are inside of, but you weren't really sure that celebrities were actually inside of. And then here he is. I was like, holy crap. So I did what anyone would do in this situation. Now think about it. If you went on a celebrity dating app and the second person that comes up in your feed is the celebrity, what would you do? Obviously, you would take a screenshot to send to your friends, which I did. And as soon as I took a screenshot, pop up. Strike one. You are not allowed to talk about what you see on Raya. Raya is like Vegas. What happens in Raya stays in Raya. I literally get a pop-up that's like, if you screenshot pictures, you will be kicked off this app. And I'm like, no, like, I don't know how this world works. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm about to be kicked off on my second person. Oh my word. So crazy. It was whatever. So I'm like, okay, Whatever you do, do not screenshot. But every day, it was like my favorite thing. Put the kids to bed. I'd go in my room and I'd just go through these pictures and like creep on these guys. A couple days later, I'm doing this. Another person pops up. I don't even remember who. 
I screenshot again, pop up again, strike two. I'm like, oh my God, no, I was so freaked out. I'm like, no. So hand to the heavens for the rest of my time on Raya, whenever I wanted to document a celebrity to send to my friends, I would ask my teenage son if I could borrow his phone to take a photo of my phone to send to my friends. It is really funny. Those pictures are still on my phone somewhere. Also, the greatest moment of my adult life was when I was going through Raya and the person that came up was John Mayer. As in, your body is a wonderland, John Mayer. As in, I don't care who you are if you don't find John Mayer sexy. What, are you okay? And I, I was like, can you imagine can you imagine if that was like your comeback onto the dating scene? Literally the first person that you date is John Mayer. I mean, the fantasies I came up with in my head of just, you know, him being like, yes, I have always wanted a stretch mark covered body for a mother of four. That is what I'm aiming at. But that whole time was so fun. I would go over to my girlfriend's house. We would have drinks and we would cast my phone like my 10 daily guys we'd cast it onto the tv <laughs> so we could all watch their montage and like judge them oh it was a blast and I think have you ever heard that psychology that it's more fun to look forward to going on vacation than it is to actually go on vacation <laughs> I really enjoyed that time I was not literally was connecting with no one because I was only like checking yes on people who were definitely not going to check back on me and, you know, every once in a while I'd connect with someone and then they'd be like a freak and they'd be looking for someone to have a menage a trois with. And I was like, ah, I don't know how to do this. And I would be like, sorry, good luck. Well, God bless you. Like, you know, I just I it was so awkward, but I had so much fun. I laughed my face off. I enjoyed it so much. And I guess just because there was very little pressure in my mind about how any of that needed to be. And I was just enjoying myself. But. The longer I was on it, the more I was like, okay, I'd actually like to interact with another human. It's been fun to sort of screw around on this thing, but it's time to actually like interact. And I've told this story to so many people. I've literally like interrupted women at dinner who are complaining about how dating apps don't work. And I've given them this advice over and over and over. And I stand by this being why I met my boyfriend on this app. I noticed that when I was on there, I kept getting people who were looking for love. They were looking for a partner. They were looking for, you know, their forever, whatever, or they were looking for a hookup. And I, I didn't want either of those things. And so I went into my app and I did two things. Number one, I changed it to just looking for friends, like not looking for a romantic thing, just looking for friends. And then I made my bio, you get, you got this little tiny space to write a bio. And I used that to basically say what I was looking for. I wish I still had it somewhere, but I said like, I'm looking for someone to go to the driving range with. I'm looking for someone to have a drink with. I'm looking for a buddy. Like I'm looking for, I'm like legit looking for friends. And if you are looking for your future wife, the mother of your children, you know, the your great love, whatever, like, I am not for you. I think I literally said, like, 
this is not the droid you see. This is not, I was very clear and I did it in a funny way. And it was like, I thought really clever. And the amount, like that fast, I started getting so many guys genuinely who were like, this is the best. I got so much feedback from guys who were like, this is so cool because it removed all the pressure. Obviously there's pressure on both sides, but I imagine that from their, from guys' perspectives, yes, yes, they're douche lords and like whatever. But I imagine that there's a, a good amount of guys who really are trying to date, who really are genuine and wanting to connect with people that potentially they're going on a date with someone who's like, are you going to be my husband? And so to set up the scene with like, let's just go have a drink and be chill was awesome. And it also inadvertently led me to my boyfriend who uh, next month will be three years that we've been together. Uh, and he's the best. But we met on Raya. And it's funny, as much crap as people talk about Raya, I actually know a lot of couples who've met there. A lot of celebrity couples have actually met their person on Raya. Going on here for friends or whatever, that piece was something I wanted to tell you guys about because I do think that approaching this process as I am here for friends will change everything for you. It will take the pressure off. It will make it more fun. It will hopefully expand your circle of friends and influence. And maybe this is not about to be your partner, but maybe this is about to be someone in your business mastermind. Or maybe they're not going to be your girlfriend, but maybe they're going to be your bestie forever. There's something really cool about that, especially if you're like me and you tend to get along really well with dudes just as well as you get along with your girlfriends. That is how I met my boo. That's how we met each other. He also was on there just for friends. And that is maybe like, yeah, I go back to this. That's like the best energy that I think you could bring into it because we were just friends. We would go on walks. That's all we did for months. We would get coffee and go walk around the lake in Austin. And on those walks, we would talk about everything. And I would talk about my divorce and he would talk about his past relationships and work and kids. And we weren't trying to impress each other. We were legit being friends. And that was awesome because when we finally did start dating for real, we knew each other's past without any emotional baggage attached to it. Going out into the world on a friend vibe is, I just think, the answer to everything. But also, you'll recall, this is only the second time I've done this. So take that with a grain of salt. The other piece of advice I really think mattered here, and this goes back to you healing and figuring out who you are, is to remember that you are not going to attract what you want. You are going to attract who you are. We attract into our life people who are at a similar vibrational frequency to us. And I cannot tell you, I haven't seen this a lot with men. Honestly, I don't have a lot of like single guy friends, but I see this so often with women where they will have a list 27 items long about what their partner has to have. And he has to be this tall and make this much money and have six pack abs and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bitch, you, there is not, you do not have one 
thing on, you are making a list of things for, yeah, these are amazing, but if you want someone at that level, you gotta be at that level. I love that you have that confidence in yourself that you think that you deserve someone who's doing 50 times better than you are, but what are you bringing to the table? Yeah, yes, you are hot, you are confident, you are all these things. But if you don't understand why you keep attracting the same kind of man or the same kind of woman to your life over and over and over, you need to hold up a mirror. You need to look at what it is that you want in this life and then become that person. Because that's the whole freaking game anyway. The whole point is that you should be evolving as an individual and then attracting people to your life who are at the new level that you're at. And that's also, you know, a point for looking for friends instead of for someone to date. I think that's why going in with the energy of friendship worked out so well for me because I remember in that time period just thinking I have the best friends we were having so much fun we were hanging out all the time we were doing cool things like I just had such good vibes around friends that then when I attracted this new friend I literally went to my girlfriends I said I just met our new best friend I really thought that's you know what like the role that he was going to play in all of our lives and he was at our energy level and I just find it so incredible that this person came into my life who was beyond what I could have hoped for in a partner beyond like I literally did not know that someone existed like him I didn't know that there were men who had done their therapy who had done their work who had gone on their healing journeys I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what it meant to meet a grown adult man. I didn't know what it looked like to meet someone who was a deep feminist, advocate for women, like so caring, so compassionate, incredible with my kids. What a freaking miracle. I did not find that because I was looking for someone to date. And I guess if you think about it, we would be maybe a bit more selective about our friends, right? Like if you're like, oh, this is a guy I want to date. Like he's cute. Maybe I'll try it. A lot of factors, mostly aesthetic, go into whether or not we're willing to date someone. But whether or not we're willing to be friends with someone, that's more about who they are as a person. So I'm just going to keep harping on the fact that this is a really great way to go about it. But Make the list, have the list for the universe where you tell them this is my dream partner. I love that. I am all about you being crystal clear with the universe about what you're looking for. But then you have to go through that list and ask yourself if you are everything on that list. Because if you're not, you can make the list and you can have a vision board, but it's not going to be made manifest. I was getting my makeup done this morning, my makeup artist, my makeup and hair gal, who incidentally, by the way, is the person who was on Raya, who got me into Raya. 
So I was talking to her this morning while she was doing my hair and she was like, we were talking about, she was, she's looking for a new place. And I said, oh, you should make a vision board. And she was like, oh, you're so right. I always forget to do that. But she said, you know, when we first started working together, and this was years ago, we were on a shoot and I was teaching about vision casting and manifesting and making a vision board. She's like, I went home from that shoot and I made a vision board. And Rachel, I found that vision board the other day and every single thing on that board came true. I'm like, yeah, because our minds are incredibly powerful. And if you are someone who processes visually, the visual, like give yourself the visual. It's why when we do, you know, if you've listened to episode zero of the Start Today podcast and you've done the guided visualization with me to like figure out where you go, it's why I say over and over and over, see it like a movie in your mind. See it like a movie in your mind. Not everybody has an imagination that can come up with those visual things, which is why something like Pinterest or cutting clippings out of a magazine, like give yourself the visual of what it's going to look like to be in a whole, healthy, vibrant relationship. But at the same time, you better see yourself in that situation. What does the future version of you look like when you're inside of this thing? Because Y'all, it is going to need a healthier, evolved version of you to have a relationship that's better than the last one, right? Make sure that if you're looking for something in your new partner, that you are also that thing you're looking for. And by the way, that's way more exciting. You going on the journey to be that version of yourself is way more exciting than dating any dude. So I looked for a friend, I attracted what I am, all of those things. And the last thing I'll tell you about, because I know you're wondering, because it's what I would wonder if I was in your shoes, was sex. Sex after divorce and sex, dating someone new and all of that. And I told you about the insecurities I had and I literally was, I was so nervous, I was so scared over stupid things like like should I get a bikini wax like do I shave like what are you know there was a back in my younger days we would read Cosmo and Cosmo was always telling us crazy things we needed to do to please our man and I'm like what are the rules now and oh my god it was so scary it was so freaking scary and it took a while to get to the place where I was ready for any kind of intimacy I mean if you were on if you came on tour with us, you heard the story of my first kiss and just the kiss being so awkward, but also amazing and romantic. And if you have not dated someone since your breakup, if it's been a really long time, you literally forget how, like you forget how to kiss another person. And when you finally get to do it again, it is, oh my God, it is so delicious. It's so, deli- it's so, oh, so I remember being so freaking nervous about what it would be like to have sex with someone again. But to be truthful, I wasn't worried about the sex as much as I was just really insecure about my body and being with someone with this body. And I guess my advice there, and again, you have to remember two people. So someone who's like a sex expert or something maybe would give you better advice. But for me, I just took my time. 
Like I didn't rush into that in any way. It was months before we had sex for the first time. And by the time we had sex, like I was so ready for it that I wasn't scared. And it was, oh my God. Well, I'm not going to talk about that, but wow. Wild. Like what if you all, if you've only ever been with one person and then you get to be with another, where you're like, this is amazing. This is crazy. This is amazing. I didn't even know. But yeah, just take your time and go slow. And anybody that you want to be with is never going to make you feel uncomfortable in that situation. Anybody that you've been with, like, just say it, right? In any part of this, if you're feeling nervous, if you're feeling scared, if you're feeling unsure, just say it. This is like my trick when I was first starting to do keynote speeches is I would go on stage and you know when you're like so nervous that your voice is shaking and you know the audience can hear your voice shaking? I would just say, guys, I'm super nervous right now. My voice is going to shake for a few minutes. I promise I'll get over it and then it'll be normal. And it would like take all the power out of this fear that I had. I think it's the same in a relationship. When you say, sorry, I'm just like a little nervous or it's been a long time or, you know, you just say that. There's such connection in the vulnerability of that moment. And if there's not, if for some reason the person you're dating reacts in a weird way, screw that guy. Like, you're, this is not your guy. This is not your girl. Like, move on to the next thing. That is a great litmus test is like, can I be vulnerable with this person? How do they respond or hold space for that vulnerability? And yeah, I think it's beautiful because I remember the first time that we actually had sex. I was like, I'm nervous. And he was like, I'm nervous too. Like just the nervous energy of the moment. But then that made it like, this is something that we're doing together. Not, oh, one of us is like crushing it over here and the other one's like, does it, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I guess the last like piece, I'm, I'm just like in my head trying to think of everything I would wonder if I were in your position. I guess the final thing is like, how do you not then like if you went through a hard breakup or if the relationship was really hard, how do you not then bring that into this new thing that you're doing? And my answer is you do your freaking therapy. You do your own work. The therapy did not stop just because I dated someone new. The therapy continues to this day because you will find yourself in moments where you are triggered by something. It's happened to me so often but that was also a big promise that I made to myself is like, I will never be in a relationship again where I feel like I can't speak my truth because that person is not emotionally able to handle it. So being able to just speak up, not in a hateful way or a mean way, but just to say, when you said that, it made me feel like this. Or when this happened, it made me feel like that was a revelation for me to be able to stand up for myself and like trust myself to say what needed to be said. But also, you ha again, second person I'd ever been with, I never said something like that and had the other person not take it personally. That was a revelation. I didn't know that you could say, hey, I'm feeling this way and that your partner would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you're feeling this way. Wait, let's let's unpack this. Like why, how, like he didn't then make it about him. And that was a big learning for me of like, oh, 
This is what it looks like to engage in healthy dialogue. And that goes both ways. There's no relationship you're walking into unless you're with someone who's literally never been with anybody else. They're also going to have their own baggage. They're also going to have things that trigger them. He was such an awesome example of someone not getting emotional and not taking things personally that it really taught me how to do the same in that moment to be like, oh, okay, you know, because I am so emo and I'll get so wrapped up in my own head that I would swirl out and he would be like, whoa, don't, what are we doing? Like, we're not, why are we? So it was just a whole new way of being and learning. And as long as you're aware that there's still healing to do and will likely be healing for a long time and you're still doing your work, then when you find yourself kind of reenacting an old bad pattern, you can break yourself from it. But it is a lesson and it is, uh, yeah, it's a journey that you go on. I guess I've just really approached it with a sense of curiosity and adventure. I didn't mean to find a great love of my life, the first person that I met. But I guess in retrospect, that's also, it tracks. I'm a pretty big romantic, so it tracks. That's dating after divorce, at least according to me. I think I covered all the questions and I hope that it was helpful to you. And y'all, if you know someone that you think this episode would help as well, someone who went through a breakup or you know, your friend or whatever, will you please share the conversation today? I will be back soon with more, more chats. And until then, as always, I love you guys and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. Your Space Coast vacation is preparing for liftoff. Start counting down now. 10, 9, 8, 7, it's time for a beach vacay that feels like heaven. 6, 5, 4, come explore Melbourne and the beaches. 3, 2, 1, it's time for some rocket-filled fun. Count down to your best beach vacation ever on Florida's Space Coast. Launch your planning now at visitspacecoast.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.